grinding all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. These are the days of our lives. Welcome in, folks, to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill the Fajita and accompanied by the wonderful the fantastic, the beautiful, the now wearing headphones. Adelon! The most important upgrade of all, the headphones. Both the audio quality and my look, of course. The pluses are there. Like, you gotta respect the hustle there. Um, But uh, welcome in. I hope that you're having a wonderful weekend. I hope the the Pepto-Demons have been slain a little (laughs) bit. Thank you for the solidarity. Listen, I in a little peek behind the curtain here. So uh Matt texted me before the show and he's like, "Listen, I'm going to need like an extra like 10-15 minutes just to to get my tummy straight." Uh you know what it happens? It happens to the best of us. So, I, I shot him a Would you like to to share what you uh responded yeah, so with? So, I shot him a text earlier uh because of a boys support boys and I said, "Listen, I'm going to be taking a shot of Pepto." Uh it's out of solidarity, and I did. I took I took 15 mLs of a little bit of Pepto, and I am feeling fantastic. So, my, demons my, cleared. Yeah, my stomach's never been better. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. But I the, was not prepared for you to announce that to the world. It's okay. It's okay. It it'll be okay. I promise. I hope. Oh, I think we'll make it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, folks, this is the Games of Our Lives podcast, a podcast where we talk about the games of our lives and how they made us who we are today as gamers. And this week's episode is going to be focusing on the Super Mario RPG remake, which is is a game that's both very near and dear to, to our hearts. Really, probably also, both of our first RPGs. Also, a little bit of irony, remake game remake episode. Oh, oh, that's true. For for long-time listeners, we did have an episode a while back about the original Super Mario RPG game uh, featuring the wonderful and incredible Jombie Juice. But uh, Adelon was not a part of that episode. And this game is incredibly important to both Adelon and I, especially, like, universally together. Like, it is a, a yes. uniting game for us. Yep. Um... Because back for reasons in the... that, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone is aware of. Because everyone watched my YouTube channel 12 years ago or something, right? Listen, of course. Listen, if you weren't watching YouTube Let's Plays back in 2010, what were you doing with your life? You were probably, like... Not born. Being, yeah, being a... Being a, <laughs> barely new to the world a alive. A glint in your parents' eye. Or just doing other things. I don't know. Yeah. You know? That's probably the probably the more likely one. Yeah, that's that's almost certainly what it is. So, uh, but Battleon and I, um, we did a uh, let's play together of Super Mario RPG, and one of, like back when we used to, you know, both be living at home and doing recordings together and stuff like that. We would get together and we would stay up until like the wee hours of the morning. And Mario RPG specifically, I remember. Oh uh, man, we we spent a night. He came over to my house, and we were uh, we went to Dunkin' Donuts, of course, and we got like a hilarious amount of stuff from Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe as we tend to do. Yeah, literally. 
you know what? I I gotta start getting donkeys for these episodes if we're gonna be recording them together because like, come on, it, it would just make sense. Now I just have water. Gross. Um, not it's not the same. I mean, I I just have bean water. Bean water's great. I I mean, I had bean water, but I I ran out, unfortunately. Best mug ever, though. That mug is sick. Listen, it it is a Legend of Zelda mug from the Nintendo shop. Uh, so you can you can snag it if you want to. Um, but yeah, so you know, Matt came over to my house, and we stayed up recording Super Mario RPG until I want to say six in the morning. Like we were just somewhere around there. Yeah, because basically on a roll. I was going back to school, and the reasoning was well. We're not going to record these when I'm in Vermont, and you're not in Vermont, so right. let's let's just bang it out. Not realizing there was a lot left to do. And this was back in the day when, you know, we only could fit, like, a certain amount of time per episode. Yes, uh, and so they were 10-minute they were episodes. We were, we were in the 10-minute episode uh, limit on YouTube, and... So we ended up recording like I don't know like 50 60 episodes because that like you had to like oh there were God. no other options. It was there was so much editing that happened in the next month it was it, ridiculous. And, and those were like back when editing was simple. I I think my favorite part about it is how if if you go back and you watch the let's play you can like see our like cognitive decline hitting <laughs> towards the end of the game because you know, it, it's we made some to be like sus choices. Four in the morning, five in the morning. We're both like slap happy as all get out. Like the stupidest things are making us laugh. We're like vaguely not even speaking English anymore. Like it's, <laughs> it, it was a great time. It was um, fantastic. But I'm so excited that this remake came out last year uh, in November, and it is. Truly a love letter to the game, and we're going to be talking about it in just a little bit. But before we dive in to the Super Mario RPG remake, we are going to talk a little bit about the news. Q thing flying over the screen. I, there's no thing flying over the screen. It's not going to happen. Let me talk to the editor. Hey, editor, yeah? Um, it's not going to happen. All right, thank you, editor. <laughs> just don't, it don't do that anymore. But uh, here we go. Is low. The news. First thing I want to talk about real quick, because uh, I thought it was very cute. Uh, Pokemon Concierge, out on Netflix. Oh, man. Four episodes of uh, just sweet vibes with some of the most adorable-looking Pokemon you've ever seen? That's my, uh, that's my tip of the hat already. Oh, wow, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We got a tip of the hat for Pokemon Concierge. You just read the future, Nostradamus. I mean, it's 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 a cute show. I uh, I think Graveler might be my favorite Pokemon in that uh, show because yeah. it's just adorable. I don't know. I was partial to uh, Wooper. Of course, of course. Can't. I wonder why. Right. I I actually thought Dragonite was really cool too. Oh, uh, Dragonite was great. But like seeing all these Mudkip Pokemon... though. Oh, Mudkip was a Mudkip was... barking like a dog. Oh, like I an always S-tier. knew Mudkip was a dog. Mudkip's absolutely a dog. He got that dog in him. It's just, just how he is. But uh, yeah, so it's on Netflix. It's four episodes. The episodes are maybe fifteen minutes a pop, if that. They're about twelve to fifteen, yeah. Yeah, I so... think they're like thirteen, fourteen. 
So you can bang through the whole show in about an hour, and uh, it's pretty cute. I, I, you know, I, I almost just like wish it was a little bit longer because four episodes goes by real quick. I think that's pretty much what everyone thought. Like, yeah, Tyler and Gianna both said that. I said that. Steph said that. You're saying that. I'm sure literally everyone said that. Out of curiosity, just so I had background to see if there was going to be more and stuff, just in case we would talk about it today, because I figured we probably would. Yeah. Um, They're currently in the decision-making process on what to do with its future. Huh. But it apparently shot off on Netflix to the point where they were like, oh, so people actually really wanted this, huh? It's like... Are you kidding me? How did Duh. you not know this? Right. Like, Pokemon 151 just happened. Do you have any... Read the room, Netflix. Oh, wait, Netflix. Right, it's Netflix. You can't read the room. They don't yeah. know how to read. Okay. Right, illiterate. Room reading, illiteracy. Yeah. Well, also, Pokemon Company, sometimes room reading, illiteracy. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, they, you know, they're worse than Nintendo in that, like, 85-15 rule. It, they're like a, a 60-40 these days. I'd call it a sixty-five thirty-five. Okay, that's, that's be, fair. be generous. That's they, fair. They, they that's did fair. get a D. Yeah, okay, fine, fine, a D, a passing grade. They pass, but like we're on. They don't D. pass college, but you pass high school. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> they can get a high school diploma, maybe a GED, just no college credit. Yeah, no, they're not worthy, not worthy. But we'll be, we'll be, we'll be talking a little more, more, eh, a little more about Pokemon in just a little bit, I think. Uh, now. If you were wondering why 2023 felt kind of off for a lot of people, the vibes were not 100% right. Would you agree? Um, yes. Just like 2023, just something didn't sit right. Somebody cracked the case. Um, yeah, no, this is... This. So since the year 2000, there has been uh, a specific character has appeared in a video game at least once every year since their debut in 2000, with the exception of 2023. It is a Nintendo character, and I, I might even say he's one of the most important Nintendo characters. Is it Donkey Kong? Uh, for the culture, and it's not Donkey Kong. It's not Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong has not appeared, I don't think, in a game every single year, dating back to 2023. I don't have the math on that. But this character, we do have the math on. Are you ready for the reveal? Yeah, I can't think of it. 2023 was the first year that Nintendo has gone since this character's debut without having a game that at least shows in some way Waluigi. Oh, that was it. That's why I felt off. That yeah, was it. We we had a year without Waluigi. We had the year of Luigi, but now we just had the year of no Waluigi, and it felt bad. That must have been it. It like, wasn't the housing crisis. It was Waluigi. No, yeah, no. The housing crisis, that's whatever. Like, who cares about that? But no Waluigi? <laughs> Groceries cost $400 a week. Who cares? But no Waluigi? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they they had the Mario movie and they didn't even include the perfect foil. That's right. They'll be in the next one. Not even a teaser. Not even like a wa teaser in that we got a Yoshi teaser. No, but you're okay. So the the premise of the next movie is Wario and Waluigi steal the Yoshis and then Mario and the one baby Yoshi that somehow ended up in New York City and Brooklyn. Hey, uh, I'm Yoshi. Uh, 
Man, I wanted to do the I like something here. Come on. I don't know. I, I don't my plans were ruined, Bill. It's all over. Next. <laughs> oh man. All right. Next up, speaking of the Mario movie, uh, you know, one of the main characters, Bowser, voiced by the wonderful and fantastic Jack Black. Oh my god, I can't wait for this. This is gonna be ridiculous. Just got cast as Steve. <laughs> Steve from Minecraft uh, in the upcoming Minecraft movie. Um, I don't even know how to feel about that because if... You just said that all out loud, Bill. It, I want it, you to pause and reflect that you just said Jack Black will be playing the part of Steve. Minecraft Steve in it, the Minecraft movie. It's kind of bizarre because, like, mentally, like, you think of Steve and you're like, that is a Chris Pratt character, right? Like That would have been the right casting for him. Like, it, like it would have made sense. But no, we're getting Jack Black... Pages, 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 pages. He's gonna be like mining, 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 singing a song about breaking rocks or something and punching trees. Um, but Jack Black as uh, Steve in Minecraft feels wild. I am going to say a thing. Yeah, yeah. That I, I hopefully disagree with later. Okay. I don't think that was good casting. I mean, that's... I love Jack Black. He's like. One of my absolute favorite personalities in Hollywood. Like, I just... Sure. Unless there's a vision for the movie that doesn't match what I know about Minecraft, then I don't, mm, I don't I, know. My Minecraft knowledge is extremely limited, so I know that there's Minecraft. I know that there's Reaper. I know there's the Enderman. And I know that there's Alex, because that's a character in Smash. But um, I don't know I about think Jack any Black would have made a really good zombie Ooh, okay okay maybe a, a mr skelly bones perhaps yes but not steve i guess we'll find out what if he was one of those like pork goblin guys those are those are things in minecraft right moblins are oh there, no moblins are zelda are there um, are there little like pig demon dudes in minecraft oh my god they're not, they're, those aren't pillagers what are they uh yeah i'm not sure i just tried to type in enemies in minecraft and somehow the typos lended it to enemies oob noobcraft <laughs> enemies oob noobcraft <laughs> we're in german now uh, what are they called piglins gonna... piglins okay so i don't know i forgot that jack black is a piglin makes sense um but we'll see. I guess uh, more will be revealed in due time regarding this movie. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's what we've got there. Last little bit of news before we move on. Uh, something quite insane happened this past week. A uh, a young boy in Oklahoma, a 13-year-old oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. kid named Willis Gibson, the first ever human to beat tetris like the og tetris to the point where like the game is like dead and you defeat yeah. it yeah um well it didn't expect there to ever be an end right but they got to the point where the game was like i can no longer generate new things for you to do because i am not programmed to go this far yeah it's it's really really impressive like good on willis gibson for cracking the code and beating the computer like that's uh, apparently the maker of the game is still alive 
Wow. Which I mean, is... like, Tetris has only been around since, like, the 80s, yeah? Yeah, but, like, most people that were doing coding for games and stuff back then were a little older. But I guess Shiggy is still I was going to say, too. Shiggy is around. And he's not even thinking of retiring. He's thinking of just, that's my one of my favorite news stories of the week is Shiggy saying, he doesn't think about retiring, he thinks about dying. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. That's... Yeah, he's, he he will die with a either a controller or a <laughs> yelling at employees about who Mario is in his hand. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout out. I guess tip of the hat to Willis Gibson for uh, defeating AI once and for all. A, a true hero. Now, uh, something at Matt, least. Are you ready to talk about the game? Of the week. Oh, yeah. I'm very ready. Folks, we are talking, of course, about the wonderful, the fantastic, the incredible Super Mario RPG. It is the only one just for me. Uh, oh, my gosh. That just tri- you, Matt, when you play this game, you, do you just get lost in a phase. Uh, okay, I, the, the video is flashing in my in my mind now it's uh, just flying yeah Hello, also i hacked that song do you remember i hacked that song into in smash Brawl? yeah that it was, was on picto chat mm-hmm. and was... it made so many people so irritated it made your brother so happy though <laughs> and like if we can do that then we're succeeding that's all that really matters uh <laughs> exactly so super mario rpg of course you know the game that originally came out back in like 1995 ish um Featuring Mario, Peach, Bowser, uh, Mallow, and the Goat, uh, Gino for Smash, and it, you know, a lot of for a lot of people our age, you know, baby's first RPG. Um, oh yeah, it, it was definitely my first RPG ever. It um, was probably my second, but it was the only one that I actually cared about. It was the first RPG I ever beat. I think is how I'll say it. Because I, I probably that was the first one I beat. I because I think I played Final Fantasy one and four first, but I definitely never beat them before Mario RPG. I played Zelda one and two. Yeah. Before I got to that, I don't know if you count Zelda one as an RPG because it's, there's no leveling and stuff. You collected items. It was more of yeah adventure. Zelda. I 2 never did anything in Zelda two though. Zelda two confused me like to the point where I just gave up. I yeah. Um, Simon's Quest was Simon's Quest an RPG? Would you call that Castlevania Simon's Quest? I never played it, so I really don't know. Uh, oh boy, uh, I don't think it was an RPG. It was another one, sort of like Zelda, where you collected items and stuff. Yeah. Um. By today's standards, it might be considered an RPG, but like it wasn't like a traditional JRPG. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about. Right. Um. um yeah. Nope. So, so Matt, what's the just to give a quick little summary for those who may not be aware, what what's the gist of Mario RPG? Oh man. Okay. Uh so Bowser is uh acting a fool as he always does in the castle and Peach goes mysteriously missing for the 5000th time and they're like, "Oh man, I wonder what Oh, it was Bowser. Wow. Good thing that never happened before." Um, so they started off with, like, the most generic Mario thing possible. So, 
Mario runs to the castle. He's going to go save the day. And then the castle gets slapped by a giant sword called Exor, carrying um, blade and a bunch of other weapons made by this guy Smithy, and they shatter the star road on the way in. And Jerks. you have to go around and collect the seven stars because those stars are the ones that grant wishes on the star road. Uh, so you need to recover all those to, you know, save the day. Wishes can't exist without them. So your goal is to bring back wishes, save the princess, etc. Uh, along the way, you meet a colorful cast. You get Gino, who everybody's been asking for in Smash for a very long time. Absolutely. Uh, my myself included. My my picture on the Smash Online uh, lobbies is Gino. My my fantasy football name this year uh, is Gino for Smash, uh, featuring uh, one Gino Smith. With the way that this is going, Gino Smith is more likely to make it into Smash as a playable character. <laughs> He'd be the sandbag. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we that... both have experience with this. Oh my gosh, that would be wild. But um, unfortunately, yeah, no, Gino's never making it to Smash as a playable character, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, so you also get Mallow, who is, I think, my sister's favorite. He's a cute guy. Um, he's, a, he's a tadpole. He's a frog. Yes, definitely not a cloud from Nimbus Land. He is a oh. frog that lives with Frog Fuchsius, not Frog Sage. Yeah. I will fight you. Listen, we'll... Oh, man, that's... That's one point of contention. We'll we'll talk about that because there's a couple of yeah. uh, changes from the Mario RPG uh, translation team from the original game to this game that really just they they there were a couple of things that just fell off. My Jimmy's got but, rustled. Okay, but yeah, I think it covers the, the general premise of the game. You you t you gather up Bowser, Peach, Mallow, yeah. Gino at different points. You go battle through the the weapon army. That Smithy has made slowly but surely, because just like Bowser had uh, bosses guarding Star Spirits in Paper Mario, man, I wonder if they recycle any of their ideas. Um, yeah. Uh oh. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. That was me. Oh my gosh! Is there is a timer appearance? So, uh, Mario RPG. You know, you're you're traveling through a bunch of different fantastical areas. You're fighting different baddies. Uh, one thing I think that stands out first and foremost, we just got to talk about it because of how important it is, uh, just has one of the best soundtracks, uh, both from a Super Nintendo game and uh, now Ever. a Nintendo Switch game. Um, you know, they, they got a lot of the team from the original game back to uh, make the music for this game. Um including maybe the the most important person which would be one Ms. Uh, Shimamura. Yeah, they got Yoko out of retirement for this. I don't know. I didn't realize she was retired. That's insane. She was doing like consulting for compositions, but she was like I'm not going to be a full-time composer anymore. Gotcha. So like retired in the sense that she wasn't like the core of a composition team anymore. More like consulting and stuff. That makes and sense. helping with stuff, but she was like I I'm getting old. I want to take a break. I mean, and then they were like, well, can we just bring you back one last time? And she was like, no. And they were like, what if it was Mario RPG? And she was like, 
Yes. You got me there. <laughs> uh, and the the music is great. Like I think the updated music for the most part is on par uh, with the original music, if not better. Um, I think we can't my, say better. That's blasphemous. I but. I will say there are a couple songs that are just objectively better. The uh, map one, music is. I was gonna say the world map oh music God. is. Uh, it maybe had the biggest glow up of any song, uh, ever. It is just that good. It's amazing. It, it's so well done. Um, and the game lets you basically flip back and forth between the original music and the updated music, so you have the option to listen to either one. And it it's great. Now, as far as the gameplay itself goes, you know, you're it's an isometric platformer um, with turn-based combat elements thrown in with uh, not random encounters, but, like, kind of how they do it in Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door. Yeah, when where, you hit an enemy, you fight. Yeah, when you make contact with an enemy, it opens up a battle screen. The nice thing about this game is that battles rarely take more than, what, 30 seconds? a minute like it, random encounters i think it depends on what part of the game you're at and how you're playing it that's that's um, fair if you're newer to the game the earlier fights will take a bit of time after the goombas right just because you're figuring out okay i have different kinds of moves that do different kinds of things oh jumping on those is important or else it's going to take a really long time gotcha i have to jump on the koopas i can't hit them with the punches or hammer well, hammer works, but the punches don't really. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and then there are other parts later where you have, like, the... I'm blanking on it. Karabaskis or something? Karabaskis. And things like that. Where, like... A, an incredible character. Yeah. <laughs> where they'll, like, take longer to to defeat unless you figure out what thing they're weak to. But then once you do that, it's, it's fast again. If they're weak to leveling up Mario to level 10 so he can one-shot them. <laughs> that's how they... That's how weak... They, that's how you beat them, okay? They're allergic to level 10. They're allergic to level 10 Mario punches. Uh, there are a couple of uh, core gameplay changes in the game. Uh, just things that kind of, like, streamline the process. Um, timed hits now have a little bit more of a... I would say a little bit more of a grace period for some of them. And some of them are... I would say that the, the grace period felt about the same, but yeah. weirdly, I was struggling with timed hits in the beginning of the game. A they, lot. They are a little the bit startup different. Is faster. Right. The startup's definitely faster, um, but once you kind of figure out uh, how it goes, and like in the game, it does, I believe, for the first couple of encounters with a new enemy, it'll give you kind of like a flash ahead, like, Hey, they're yeah. about to strike, so now would probably be a good time to hit the block button opportunity. Yeah, um, they did a good job with that because yeah. they also changed that some moves are not blockable, and they gave you a visual cue they told you on screen that it was not blockable. Right, I, I appreciate that a lot, actually, because in the original game, you it was tell. hard. Yeah, there were some moves that either were blockable or weren't blockable, but you never would have known um in fact there's a bunch of moves in this game that i initially thought were unblockable um that i found out that you could block and it's mostly a bunch of like magic attacks yeah as opposed to physical attacks because i just assumed that magic was unblockable and uh, all physical attacks were blockable which isn't the case in the the new game um 
another change that they made to the game is uh the idea of team attacks which is pretty yes. cool uh so that you can feels so right in mario rpg it, it makes a lot of sense uh matt why don't you walk us through what the team attack situation is um so you've got three characters on the field at a time or if you only have one or two you get uh like a, an assist from toad but i did that once just to see what it was and then never did it again uh the the triple attacks are you got three team members uh and the attack is different depending i shouldn't even say attack the the team move is different depending on what your team composition is so for example with mario mallow peach you heal everyone and res everyone which is um, really nice with gino and peach you protect uh your team for one attack each so they're just immune to whatever the next hit is on them uh which is really good in certain situations i'm looking yeah. at you booster Ooh, true true um and then you had us like a a mixing of other attacks where they were just like different kinds of damage like uh mallow gino was a really big single attack mm-hmm. um mallow bowser was my favorite Ooh, where that... you do all of the elemental attacks, the clown and, car barrage. And that hit everybody, right? Yep, it hits everyone with all the elements. It's borderline and... a board wipe outside of boss battles. And in the boss battles, it was a board wipe specifically in one or two scenarios that would have been really difficult otherwise. Yeah. Um, great move. It, yeah, uh, it's, it's the other one is like a team hit with Bowser and Peach where you do like star magic or something and it was like I, I think we're gonna fling one. Bowser. Yeah, I think, I think it I think it hit everyone, but it oh, was okay. a different it was a different it was like a uh effect neutral. Oh, so nothing okay. was weak to it, nothing resisted it. It was just, just generic like damage. damage. Gotcha. Um but it was it was powerful and if things were like res like resisted magic, it was good for that. So all of them had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And and the best part, best part of this, the fact that like you could switch characters in and out and during the, fights. The nice thing is any character could crack off the combo. It, it didn't require right. a specific uh, character uh, within that combo to do it. Any of the combo could initiate that move. Nice. The coolest part, though, and this is something that I, I did a lot in Sea of Stars. Yeah. Um, you could fire off the special. And then switch out one of the characters to a different person. So say I wanted yep. to do the protect one, but I didn't want Peach in there anymore. If I set up my turns in such a way where Peach was the last one attacking before they attacked me again, sure. I could rip that off and switch Peach out to do something else. Yeah. So you could use Peach's ability and then bring in like Bowser, for example, to, yeah. to go for some big damage or something like that. Which is literally the exact thing I did. Um, ah. It, it added such great depth to the combat. And the combat's very simple, generally speaking. It's right. basically quick puzzle to figure out what thing they're weak to and what things they're good against. And then you roll the dice on what attacks you're going to have to deal with. You get skill checks by blocking. You get skill checks by doing time tits for attacks. Or you and just then... level up Mario to level 10 and you cruise. Like, it's just that easy. No, I'm just kidding. Something like that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so, I mean, the combat system, I think, was, um, you know, it definitely improved upon, definitely more streamlined. Uh, 
and it I I think made for just like a a quicker experience. I I feel like Mario RPG is, the remake feels I, and you know honestly you know we've played the game each probably a combined fifty times, but uh, yeah I can I can tell you like the sequence of the game in order from I can literally sequence the levels in order in my head the map is complete in my mind right I I mean like the and it's crazy because for how much is in this game for it to be like a twelve hour game ten hour game uh as an RPG is just absolutely wild like that you can just crank through it in uh, a long evening or just two relatively short sittings it's it's really really impressive uh just how much content they squeeze into the game and you get like almost all of the classic mario tropes in this game you know you have the mushroom kingdom you've got a little yoshi island you meet all these different uh you're missing one one key trope is missing one key there's no waluigi a hundred percent accurate um not what i was going for but sure there's well, there's uh Link and Samus. Link and Samus are in the game. You know, Princess Peach does get captured early in the game. Uh so you've you got don't have that. a poison world. You know, Poison World didn't start until like the new Super Mario Brothers era. Right. Which I was I was gonna say, like that didn't start until later anyway though. So uh, um no snow. You do have world. the best the best theme though that they got rid of, which is weapons factory stuff. But that was game specific because there would be no reason to have that if not mario rpg that's true that's true and weapons air like factory is just such a raw area it's so cool oh my god it's the the craziest feeling is realizing all these bosses i've been beating Mm -hmm. are weak now relative to me but they're just from a machine line they can just make it again right and you know you get towards the end of the game and you know you you find out that a lot of these bosses that you're like man there's like one shot enemies have been like tough and then they just become just basic enemies by the end of the game that you can just encounter over and over again uh, and they basically have similar or even better stats than the original boss that you fought um, right but when i was being... a kid and like yurdovich started rolling off of the conveyor belts yeah or sorry spiritovich <laughs> um i i froze and just stared at it like oh my god Am I gonna have to fight all of those? And then if you if you don't like move swiftly, you get hit by the arrows from the sky. Yeah, like the the redoing of Bowyer's thing from Rose Town. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was such a clever thing where they were like, we're gonna take all of these enemies and we're just gonna make them guards for the castle now. Yeah, it's it really well done. They reused a couple of their like story bits. Yeah. Um, like the Axum Rangers being like a, a movement challenge, basically. Yeah. Where you had to chase them through the volcano previously, and Bowyer firing arrows that interfere with your movement. Yeah. Um, cool stuff. Yeah, really well done. Um, now, you had mentioned uh, Spiritovich, and I just wanted to touch on this really quickly because... It's like the, the one grape I have. The, the game does have a couple of translation changes from the original game to this game. And there's a couple of characters that ended up with different names from the original game. Uh, one of which is a spear weapon character, uh, Yardovich, who was named after, I believe, like a Japanese Yari, which is a type of spear. Um, yeah. But is now Speardovich because we don't use the word Yari here in English. Makes sense. 
Um, that one didn't actually bother me. It was just like, oh, okay, whatever. The the one that I think like floored me most was Frogfucius. You know what? So Frogfucius being renamed uh, Frog Sage, I I disliked it at first, but by the end of the game, I was like pretty okay with it. Like I'll still refer to him as Frogfucius, but like the one that like just you know uh, salted my apple the most was uh, Clay Morton. Yeah, because that was annoying. He's Mac. He's Mac. Like it's Mac. It's not Clay Morton. Uh, I couldn't Mac. say go get him, Mac baby, and that was not okay. Yeah, that's pretty rude. Exactly. Um, one other thing that was added to this game, by the way, uh, that I thought was a really nice touch and is a great just like flavor uh, thing was Mallow's ability, uh, formerly known as Psychopath, uh, renamed to um, uh, Brain Read, I think, or something like that, uh, gave you a little flavor text with the uh, characters, which that came from the original game. But you now have a monster library in the game where you get a little bit of information. They give a little bit of flavor text to the characters. Uh, Matt, what are I'm your up a new name for for psychopath? Thought Peak. Thought Peak. Okay. Now, uh, one of the cool things about this like monster uh, list is that not only do you get a little flavor text and a little quote. Um, but you get they give like you the their, weaknesses. Yeah, they give you like their weaknesses, their health, and all that stuff. Um, but they have some like pretty fantastic one-liners in there for some of the character uh, thoughts yeah. and flavor profiles as well. Um, I think. Oh man, well, I, it's hard for me to remember the flavor text ones. But that's that's fair. I remember there being some really good ones. Um. Oh man, what was it? Was it Dodo? That was like, why am I even here? <laughs> Dodo was questioning his whole career path. Um, yeah, he was like, why am I here? What am right. I doing? Which, it, just, um, it makes sense. He, he does nothing but take crap from Valentina anyway. That's his job. Right. It, it literally is his job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the game itself is phenomenal. Uh, you know, it... If you're thinking about getting a game for the Nintendo Switch and you like RPGs or you like Mario and you want to see them in a new light, then this is definitely worth checking out. Yep. Now, before we run away from Super Mario RPG, there's something that we've got to do. I pulled together a little thought exercise. Uh, I got I to gotta pull this over here. And I got to... I gotta do a little adjusting Ooh. on the fly. I'm work. Listen, this is a a work in progress. This is <laughs> Whoop. done like dinner. Look at that. That's fantastic work. All right. Gonna Admittedly, be making... that was that was pretty smooth. Could have been way worse. Could have been way way worse. Uh, so I wanted to, for those who are listening on audio. Uh, run through a quick Super Mario RPG bosses tier list with Battle On. And we're just going to go in a game order uh, from when you encounter them first to uh, when you encounter them last. So there will be some mild spoilers in this. Uh, if you haven't figured out who the uh, final super boss is, um, then you might want to cover your ears for a couple of minutes. 
But we are going to start. We only have four ranks, by the way. We have four tiers. We have Impeccable, which is just fantastic. Like, cannot be a better boss fight. We have Great, we have Good, and we have Dumb. Um, okay. I've got, like, one or two for Dumb. There's, there's a, a handful for Dumb that absolutely exist. But we are going to, first and foremost, start with the very first character, and that is Bowser, who's the first boss fight, technically. Uh, I'm feeling good. I think he's good. I, I yeah. agree. I think I would throw it him in the good It does a good job tier. of showcasing what a boss fight should be in the game. Plus, he gives us the, you know, iconic line, Funga, Funga foiled again. Funga, foiled again, yes. Which is just easily one of my favorite lines in the game. Uh, this it, game gave Bowser his personality, too. So right. that's another thing, too. Without Super Mario RPG, Bowser might be a completely different character. Right, uh, the, and, and I'm so thankful that this is the Bowser we got. Right, this this game... Because it's so much better than the Super Mario World Bowser. It's so much... Like, the fact that Bowser is just, like, a lovable goof is just so, so important. Uh, the flavor I, I really was on point. That. So, the next boss fight we've got is the Hammer Brother. Uh, Hammer Brother, you fight two of them at the end of Mushroom Way. Uh, it is really the first, like true boss battle i would say i would uh, put that in good i i think it's a good boss battle i don't think it's super memorable there are two of them you defeat well, i think it's memorable but for bad reasons okay so this is more true in the og game than in this one also i love the fact that he's supporting bowser there there bowser it's yeah okay. no bowser needs it let's be real um <laughs> in the what I was, and this is also just a skill di skill issue, sure. From when I was a kid, but I was like, oh man, this guy's super annoying to fight. And then I realized, oh, I just have to like attack regular attacks first, and then jump, 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 jump. It's true. Um, but I, when I was really little, I wanted to just run through and not fight any enemies, and not like I ran out of um flower points because I didn't sure. get the you know first upgrade. Oh, you didn't just level up Mario to level 10? Uh, no. Wow, that sounds like a skill issue. Yeah. But anyways, you get the hammer, though. You do get the and hammer. it teaches you how to equip weapons and stuff. Absolutely. Super iconic, super important. Um, good storytelling enemy. Yes. Uh, next up, we've got... Croco, baby. And this is specifically going to be Croco 1... Uh, so this will be, was it Bandit Way? Yeah. Croco. Now, I personally, I, I think Croco is just one of the best characters in Super Mario RPG. Just like a phenomenal supporting character. Um, yeah, I think the boss fight goes in great, though. I think the boss fight goes in great. You know, it's one of the few boss fights that has, like, special uh, text depending on certain moves that you use. And it's... He's just, like, a really funny character. And, uh, I mean, purple croc and an orange hat, like, how do you, how do you beat that, honestly? Next up, we are going to move on to not, not some bozo named Clay Morton. But we are going to go so Mac the Knife, baby. I have... I have one thing. I hated that name so much 
at first. Clay Morton? And now I don't hate it. You don't hate because Okay. When I was a kid, my eyesight is not as good as yours. So like sure. I never realized that the rider on the sword was not the same thing until this game. I thought they were two parts of one thing. They are two things. They are two together. things. He's a pogo stick knife. Yes. The sword type based on the hilt and like the handle part of it and the actual like sword component is a claymore. Right. If its original name had been Clay Morton, I feel like I would have loved it. That's fair. So it doesn't bother me anymore. So where would you put Mac the boss battle? This is the first boss battle that has like minions along with him in the battle. Um, he's taken over the Mushroom Kingdom. It, it's a it's a pretty iconic fight. The first Star Piece boss. So I think the if you include the scene as a whole, yeah. including the before, I I think the we fight can and the after. I would say this is the first one that goes in impeccable from game design standpoint. I think it's amazing. I like um, that honestly. And the reason I say that is because it teaches you. Oh shoot, there are going to be bosses that have minions. Yep. Oh shoot, there are going to be boss fights and like story segments that are segmented where you have like part 1, part 2. I also think oh, shoot, that this the, is the bosses first... are where we get stars. This is the first boss that I think has unblockable attacks as well. Uh cuz he uh, hits yeah, you with flame, flame wall. wall, yeah. So there's there's yeah. a lot going on here. Uh, I think I think they just nailed it with that. Yeah, no. Supremely done. Absolutely. Uh next up we've got one of my personal goats. Uh, we've Balome. got Balome, uh, who I think is just such a wacky and bizarre character. Uh, I still don't know what it is. I like it's a it's a cat dog with a black cat hole. Dog. Alone in the world is a little cat dog. Little cat dog. Yeah, like I. To be fair, I I don't know what the heck it is, what it's supposed to be, but he's a hungry boy, or it's a hungry entity. Um, I feel like story-wise, uh, especially in Kiro Sewers, this is going to be like the Kiro Sewers encounter with Bilome. He yeah. doesn't really make a ton of sense. Um, he's just there. He's just kind of there. So I'm going to throw him in the good tier. Like, I think that's like, he's just like... It's weird because the boss fight itself, I think, is a, a really, really good boss fight because it's the first one where you have to deal with status conditions. Right. Like it's so a the good... boss fight itself, I would say, is impeccable. But the everything else surrounding it makes literally no sense. Want to throw them in great and split the difference then? Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, I think, yeah. It's the... so weird, because he's a great, he's a weird character that I love. And right. the boss fight itself is great, but everything surrounding the boss fight makes literally no sense. Literally no sense. It's very funny. Uh, Next up, we've got the second star weapon and uh that's gonna be bowyer okay i want to hear your thoughts first this time so bowyer i i think bowyer may be one of the most iconic enemies from this game in my opinion uh um, yes i think Bo i think bowyer just his whole arc is maybe one of the most fleshed out enemy arcs in the entire game and i think if not the most right if not the aside, most aside from like smithy and the like general characters i i think like... bowyer goes in the impeccable tier 
Bowyer yeah, is part same. of the Geno introduction. Uh, Bowyer has his own cutscenes. Uh, Bowyer is a Star Guardian. It's I, I I just think you know the boss fight itself is unique. He can lock uh, abilities. It, it's yeah, just... that was one of the coolest game design things I had ever seen. When that first happened to me in the game, I was like, Wait, Oh no! What? No! I'm hitting the A button. I'm like Mario's at level ten. I'm supposed to be able to just hit A. Ruin him. And yeah, it was. Oh man, Bowyer was the first boss that actually gave me trouble. Aside from like just trying, like getting patience checked by the Hammer Bros. Exactly. That was the first one where I was like, I I need to actually, I need to I need to be better. Yeah, this is definitely a skill check. One of the first. But also plays in the story. The yeah. fact that like Bowyer interacted with Rosetown. Right. Like the story makes no sense without the boss. Yep. In and this it's, case, it's like one of you the could have areas. in other places just swapped out the boss with a different character, and it would have made just as much sense. Like yep. Max slash Clay Morton, you could have put any other weapon in there, and it would have felt and, the same. Yep. Bowyer. Bowyer specifically mattered as Bowyer. It almost it almost makes me think that like Bowyer was like the first weapon designed in the game, because like he just like ha it, it makes too much sense, right? Like everything about yeah. him just like. Like, the fact that, like, he's a bow and he's in, like, a forest. You know, like, I think, like, that plays well. I, I think that there's just, like, a lot going on there. Uh, next yeah. up, we've got the Croco 2 fight. So this is in uh, Mole Mountains in Moleville. Where uh, Croco does a quick little alley-oop and he steals all of your treasures, your weapons and money. I think it's just your money at first. Uh, and he's uh, Your items, too. Items is in the boss battle itself, which is insane. Are you sure? Yes. I, yeah. Because I, you you recover things from he, all of the bandits, and each so, bandit gives you different things back. So in the remake, he just steals your money. Um, but In the OG, he steals your other stuff, right? Yeah. Mid-battle, he okay. steals your items. Um, Mid-battle. So, Rocco, after Mario hits his head on the ceiling pilfers mario's money and runs away with a couple of bandits and uh you get oh, to it is in the boss fight okay you you rematch him and i think i don't know why but like every time you interact with croco it's just a good situation like it's always a good time and i'm always here for it i think i throw croco 2 in the great tier i would too i, I think the, the storytelling that... is great i think everything about it is just well done with Croco. Yeah, I think I think the coolest part of it for me is not the boss fight itself, because the boss fight is like removing the items was cool. Right. The part that made that like I would have placed that in good if not for um the whole sequence of I jumped into the ceiling, ouch my head, oh no, the bandits are running around with all my stuff. Yep. So I feel like, you know, we need the the bandits there too, because the bandits are actually, I think, what makes it better than just good. Right. Like I, chasing yeah, them around to get your stuff back on the way to chase Croco and everything. There's like, a lot the of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. There's fun storytelling involved here. Next up is maybe the the weirdest uh, character in Mario RPG, Punchinello. The name's Nello Punchinello. Um. I don't know. Is he like a, an eggplant? Punchinello is an eggplant bomb. 
He's an eggplant is... bomb with a weird smiley face on his belly button. Um, nothing about him makes sense. Yeah, I actually I don't <laughs> like. He I is... don't like the initial one. I think the initial fight's just super annoying. I think just everything about Punchinello is pretty dumb. Uh, I think Punchinello might be the first dumb tier, uh, boss. Just because he's like so random, he just shows up out of nowhere. And it, it, like, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The other um, thing is, they were trying to do so many different things with Punchinello, and I don't think any of them actually worked. Right. <clears throat> like, the refight... The refight will get there. Yeah, but... Just just dumb. I, Punchinello was always just like... I, I never was excited to fight Punchinello. I was always like, ugh. Right, right. I just wanted to continue, and he was just in the way. He was just annoying. Super annoying. Next boss fight is, I'm going to be honest with you, I have played the game I don't know how many times. I've literally never fought this boss battle. Ever. I've never fought Booster. Really? I've never fought Booster in Booster's Tower. I always win the minigame, and I never fight Booster. Um... I, it's just, I don't know why. Maybe it's, I just, I love Booster too much to actually put hands on him, but. Just, just tell me that you're better than me without saying you're better than me, all right? God, no, like, I'll, over with. I will reset the game if I lose. What? It, Wait, it has, really? Yeah. I, oh, man, his boss fight's fun. I, listen, I, I, Booster is maybe one of my favorites, if not my favorite character, uh, in the game. I love the fact that they included Wario without including Wario. Right, he's essentially the Wario of the game. It's it's insane. He even has the same nose. He does. He has a bulb of garlic as a nose. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. But uh so I'm going to let you decide for the vibes I'm throwing him like up and impeccable, but you let me know where his boss battle goes. Um I would I would put it in great. Okay. And let me explain why. You don't have to fight it. Yeah. You can just avoid it entirely. The fact that there um, is an optional battle is just pretty cool. Uh, the boss fight itself is actually really cool because he, like, it's, he's just so dumb. <laughs> like, you fight, he has a little choo-choo train attack Um, if you get far enough into the fight and don't kill him fast. I love that he's got a I don't know if you knew that because you're, you're, you know, too good to have ever battled him or fought him, you know. Yeah, no, but, I um, skill issue on your part he, i guess yeah thanks we'll, we'll shove it in um he he has the sniffets the refight is based on the original fight so like right. if you like the refight you would like the original fight uh the refight is a totally different animal for reasons we'll get to later but i would i would say it's a great fight yeah. it would be i would argue impeccable uh if you one had to fight him and couldn't just avoid him. Some people would say that makes it even better. You can just once you've beaten him before and you know the thing, you can just get around it and just sure. not fight him. Um, so if there was anything between great and impeccable, I'd toss it there. But I'd say great. Okay. And next up, we're gonna go knife guy, great guy. We're gonna try to like speed it through the next few a little yeah. bit. Um, but uh, we got knife guy and great guy. They are a mandatory fight, uh, as yep. the rest of them basically are gonna be. Yep. Um, they're on Booster's Tower. They just kind of show up out of nowhere and are I like... Say, I would say good because 
unique fight in the sense that it's like physical guy, special guy? It's definitely one of the harder fights earlier in the game, I think. Um, I would argue it's the hardest boss up until that point, easily. Right. Just because they do a ton of damage, they do status effects, and... Yeah. If, if you're, you're not prepared for the um the sleep effect, whatever the Aurora, oh my gosh, it's not Aurora. It, it, is it Aurora? Has, I think it's like called like cornea or something like that. Or I don't know. It's like Corona? a light bauble that pops and and makes yeah, everybody go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a that's a brutal attack that can really uh really mess with a lot of players. Oh my god, there are so many fights, Bill. There are so many fights. There's only 39. Uh, we've got Bunt and Raspberry. Uh, which is the Mary Moore cake boss when you are potentially watching Peach Mary Booster. Uh, you fight a uh, a cake made by uh, Chef Tort and his buddy, and it's a dual-layer cake. Uh, it's more of a time-based attack, uh, boss attack, than it is a uh, damage-based boss battle. You just have um, to keep the candles unlit. So, it, it, I mean, like, it's an interesting fight. It's another, like, tricky one. I don't um, like this fight. I think this fight's dumb. I Yeah, I don't think it's one of the better fights at all. Uh, yeah, we could throw it in dumb tier. It's a pretty dumb cake. It's the... as a, In terms of game design, I think the game design is dumb. That's fair. The, the boss fight is literally just keep the timer low. That's it. Just punch it every other turn. Yeah. Which is not very entertaining, and you just status effects I, are annoying I because think, of the way that you get them unblockable attacks right right uh well for the initial fight you just have to put out all the candles uh i think you're blending the refight and the initial fight together uh, a yeah. little bit we'll talk about the uh the refight in a little bit as well well no the, he has sandstorm well yeah, yeah yeah but i'm talking about the candles specifically the candle oh. thing, uh, for the initial fight, all you have to do is put out the five candles, and then, like, that phase of the fight is over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but next up, we've got King Calamari, uh, an underwater boss. Oh, gosh. Uh, and he's just a, just a, a guy. He's just a, a blooper, a big old blooper. A pretty, I think in the moment, it can be a pretty cool boss, but I think overall, big picture, he's kind of underwhelming. Oh, see, I disagree. I was I was expecting us to disagree on this one. Uh, so, like, I personally would throw him into good tier. Um, I think it's one of the best boss fights in the game. Really? Yeah. Okay. What uh, what are your thoughts on that? The just like Bowyer. Yeah. It is story important and relevant to the story. Everything about the story in the ship until you get to the Johnny part at the end is literally just giant squid. That's true. That's it. That's true. And you don't know what it is. You don't know it's a blooper until you get there. You do see a lot of, like, tentacles and stuff like that leading up to right. it. Right. But you also have... It explains, like, the horns. Like, the, the trumpet-looking pipe things. Yep. Um, It has the... You fight the tentacles in layers before you get to it. Yep. Have you ever, count, have you ever counted out the number of tentacles, Bill? Uh, I'm guessing it's eight. Biologically accurate. Anyways. Eight. <laughs> um, they, they, they did such a great job with the story the, component part yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I think I think the uh the preamble to the boss fight really adds to the flavor of it. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's uh, just it, it makes the level the level. It's true. I I'm happy throwing it into great tier. You've swayed me. I, I wouldn't this throw is a rare occasion. I wouldn't throw it into impeccable, but I think it's great. 
I see. I would, but but I'm happy to average it because there's two of us. Yeah, I I mean like I think the fight itself is pretty cool. There's like a multi-phase fight. You you fight you know two sets of tentacles before you actually fight the the calamari itself. But what I feel like it's like once you get to the calamari, um, it, it it's a really easy boss fight because Mario if you know how to beat it, and Mario if you understand that you're it, frying yeah. calamari. It's true. That's true. Uh, next boss we've got. Uh, the homie, the ultimate homie. We've got Jonathan Johnny Jones, who is characters. a dude in a shark costume. Don't read too much into it, uh, because I won't let you. But he's he's phenomenal. There's nothing not to love about this guy. He's he's Johnny Jones. Um, you end up fighting him in a at first a group battle with him and his minions, but then it turns into a one v one. Mario versus Johnny Jones slugfest and it's for a star piece and it's a pretty uh it's a pretty cool setup it it really you know ties together the whole pirate ship thing and I I think Johnny Jones is I I personally would throw him in the great tier uh for the if fight if not for the fact that you need one specific item to really do well in that fight I would put it in impeccable. But the fact that you need the not the signal ring, what is it? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. There's a ring item that prevents mortal blows. So like his where 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 attack, that's not a mortal blow. It counts as it. What? Y- you want to make a bet? That's, Toss that the, you know this pink, item. The pink like ray that spins around is a mortal blow. It counts because it does zero damage during the fight if you have that ring on. That's crazy because you can just... That's like a blockable move. Safety right. ring. Safety ring. Thank you, Toad. Um, safety ring makes the fight, like, you know, easy. Sure. Um, without it, it's tough. Okay. Um, but finding the item in the pirate ship is very flavorful. It's true. It is in the pirate ship. Uh, in like a secret hidden back room. I right, it's a hidden cool. treasure in a pirate ship. It's literally it's perfect story wise. Yeah, it really is. All right, All right, next up we've got the wonderful, fantastic Spiritovich, aka Yardovich. Uh, Yardovich makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I think he's dumb. Whatsoever. Maybe the hardest fight at up at the moment that you fight him. Uh, uh, I would argue yes. This is one of the only bosses in the game that I lost to multiple times. I I would call it good. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think like that he's such a hard boss. Like I think him as a concept is terrible, but I think the fight itself is really good. I guess I'm fine with that. Um, just because like he does a ton of he just like hammers out damage, and then he splits up in his second form, so you don't know which form you're fighting. It, it's. It's definitely a, a skill check about at the midway through point in the game. Uh, it's he's one of those guys that just does that. Next up, we've got Balome Two. Uh, Balome Two. The biggest difference here is he can make copies of your characters, but otherwise he's more Balome. Where would you rate him? I'd say good. Yeah. I would have said I would say dumb if not for the fact that the clone idea was cool. Yeah, the clone idea is very cool. I think throwing him in good tier makes sense. 
next up, we've got Jinx, and I think that we can count. Uh, I'm gonna say all of the pre-post game fights in one list yeah. here, one ranking. Um, where would you put Jinx, the dojo master? As a character, I'd put him in great. As a boss fight, I'd put him in good. Yeah, I think he's like all right. Um, I like the refight idea. The re- we'll uh, we'll get to the refight idea. I have him listed separately, but Jinx, uh, as like a just, you know, single enemy that you have to fight. He's he's okay. Yeah. Next up, uh, one of the coolest bosses. I don't know why, but I just Impactful. I like it a lot. Uh, Mega Smilax. One of the best bosses in the game. Just so cool. Multiple forms have to fight the regular baby Smilaxes. And then, boom, you fight the Mega Smilax. You've been running through Bean Valley, hunting down this guy. Even Land's End, too. Hunting down the the fly guy that's been bipping and bopping around, being a real nuisance. And now Fly Guy's growing this giant plant that turns you into mushrooms. Uh, that boss fight messed me up. So many times when it I was get like learning the game, it's so good. Like the Aurora move that turns everyone into mushrooms. Yeah. Other than having one of the most iconic. Pe- oh, sound pedal blast! In the game. Pedal, pedal blast, blast is yeah. insane. Yeah. One of the most iconic sound effects in the game wee, 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 that wee, drove wee, wee, fear into me. It's one of the silliest sound effects in the game. That high high pitched screeching. Oh God, no, 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 no! Not that move. Why that move? Not that move. Um, I'm torn between impeccable and great for this. What would, I would you say? I would put it in the top tier. I'd say that's in top tier. Yeah, yeah, I, I like because that. it's it's difficult enough where you have to learn how to win the fight. You can't just roll up to it and like you can just get messed up by everyone's now a mushroom. Oh crap! What do I do? Nothing. I guess I die. Right. Um, in the refight because you can switch characters in and out. I would argue it's less of this is the only boss fight that I like less than the remake because okay. switching characters actively stops the skill check because you can just switch your characters out. Yeah, but that's true. I, I I always forget about that, that you can keep swapping out your guys like in reference of the game and difficulty. Yeah. Uh, next boss fight is Birdo in Nimbus land. Uh, definitely one of like the most like non sequitur boss fights in the game. Just feels very random. Um, I I don't like this fight. I think it's stupid. I think it's a dumb fight as well. You dumb know, tier, you're, go. You're fighting an egg, and then it hatches I'm... into Birdo, which is a an interesting concept, but overall, pretty uh, poorly executed. <laughs> Next up, we've got Valentina and Dodo, uh, who are the bosses of the Nimbus Land area. I. I gotta, I, I gotta say, they're probably in the impeccable tier for me. I think it's, it's so good. They, you spend an entire time, uh, basically liberating a nation, uh, from tyrannical rule. You get a multi-stage battle, and it is not an easy battle. No, Valentina is probably, in my opinion, the second, second, second hardest fight for me. Main game, game. for sure. I've, I have lost the Dodo fight enough I, times like the the one where you're separated and dodo grabs someone and runs i i have lost that fight because i've had like peach or mallow in as the yeah as the one that is exactly it oh and you were in the wrong spot in the lineup i'm like let me forever make sure that 
Bowser is the middle g- character at all Every times. Every time. Yeah. Just so I can drill claw my way to victory here. Uh, I'm going to throw them in impeccable tier. You feel I'd like... put them in great, but I'm fine with it being there. I, I just feel like they, they're like one of the last like end of chapter, like tying a whole area together kind of situation. Next up, we've got Zar Dragon, who is the boss of uh, Barrel Volcano proper. Impeccable. Um, you think it's impeccable? I will not take anything other than impeccable. <laughs> I will fight you over this one. Okay. Um, this is some of the best game design in the entire game. The fact that he's a gotcha boss where he uh, dies and then he's like, ha, 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 you thought. Uh, and this, then is, turn- this one shows you the multi-stage thing in the sense that, like, you're fighting it and you're like, this is like a little difficult, but feels like too easy. And you're like, something's off here. And then it dies and comes back and it's like, neat. Mess with me now. Try me. By the way, and I'm it a just zombie. Kills you. Or I, you just the use first a time fresh... I fought this boss. Yeah. I, I annihilated the, the Zar Dragon and then the Bone Dragon just dunked on me. And because like, he uses what? like like he like revives himself and then he's like immediately uses boulder which gives everybody fear so all of your characters are dunked on and uh and you couldn't switch out in the original you couldn't switch out out, Mm -hmm. which was i think good for this fight specifically because what it says basically is you either have to heal your team or you're switching your characters and there's a chance that you're like pre-lazy shell right here so if oh i was if you're pretty lazy shell then you're 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 fighting an uphill battle for sure yeah Uh, next up next up is the axum rangers uh you fight the axum rangers and then you fight blade himself uh i love the axum rangers i i think they're one of my favorite boss fights in the game bill i thought these were just power rangers listen they might be power rangers but right now they're the axum rangers baby uh I want sure? I want them in impeccable tier, but what do you think? Uh, I I agree too. I think it's one of the most iconic moments in the game. Oh my gosh the the zoom out where Blades rising and Mario's on the top of the volcano. Yeah, it's yeah. So and sick. Jump onto it. So sick. It just it you can't get better than that. It it's so good. Uh, incredibly phenomenal moment. Next up, we've got Magikoopa. I put it in good. I think Magic the character Koopa's... is iconic, but the boss fight is just like it's literally oh. just good. It's fine. Yeah, it's like he's just the, a... the scene afterwards makes it better for me. Yeah. Next up, okay, Boomer. Boomer. Uh, Boomer's another like I would argue non sequitur character that just kind of is there for a moment. But uh, he has like the best dialogue of any character in the game. <laughs> he might be one of the most fun boss battles from like, a. An in-battle dialogue. He makes fun of the concept of samurai. Right. That's his whole thing. He like he's like I'm ready to go. I'm not scared. Let me go. And then the shy guy's like, No, Boomer. Ah. Yeah. No. Uh, I threw him in great. I think Boomer is hilarious. Maybe yeah, one of the it, funniest characters in the game. One, and he, and he also has like a check. If you go in with low HP, you just get he just like can one shot you. He does have a lot healed. of yeah. He does have a lot of high damage, uh, moves. Next up, we've got the sword Exor. Uh, uh that one goes in impeccable. X. I mean, you've been spending this entire game staring this sword in the face, 
And then and, you one shot it with Gino World and you laugh. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the fact that he's held behind uh, some barriers that you have to attack his eyes and mouth before you can deal damage to actual Exor. Yeah, this uh, fight was a real skill cool. track when I was a kid. Definitely one of the tougher boss battles in the game. Uh, but, I mean, he's Exor. He's really cool. Now we are getting into the factory where we're getting some real weird guys, uh, including Countdown, which is a clock and some bells. I think Countdown Countdown's great. I think it's a great... I think it's one of the better boss battles in the game. Just yeah. as a standalone fight. I think it's just yep. really well done. Yeah, um, makes no sense in the story. Right. It's just random. But the fight itself is great. The fight itself is awesome. Uh, next up, I think this is kind of in the same vein. Uh, we've got Cloaker and Dagger with either Mad Adder or Earthlink. Um, or Cloaker and Domino, I think are his names. I think so, yeah. But uh, definitely one of the harder boss fights originally playing. Especially if you didn't heal before it. Right, because you had that's one other thing about this. It's like you really don't... The game doesn't tell you when a boss fight's really coming in this area. In uh, specifically the weapons factory. Right, in the weapons factory. Like, you'll just be, like, going to the next screen, ho-hum, and all of a sudden you are in a boss fight. So, right. uh, it's definitely... I think it's a great fight. Um, yeah, I'd leave it there. The boss fight itself is, is good. The characters, again, make no sense. No sense. Like, why are they there? No idea. No clue. Uh, next up, I kind of grouped all three of these guys together. The producer, manager, and clerk. Um, I, th they're technically bosses, but they're just guys. They're just guys. I don't know. I'd put them in dumb. I think they're in dumb as well. They just kind of pad the last little bit of they're the game. They're good for the story, but the, the fights are just not, not even they're, like they're meaningless. Like I get it. Like they're just like the foreman in the factory proper, but right. I don't know. They, they're just kind of stupid. They're uh, for the story. It's important. You have to get through them to get to Smithy, but otherwise dumb. I kind of feel the same way about Gun Yoke. I think Gun yes, Yoke but, is... but I have a fond memory of you yelling, Gun Yoke! <laughs> Fair. Um, I think it still belongs in dumb tier. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> because it is... It is... It's also nightmare fodder. It's so gross. Yeah, it's such a bizarre, uh, just like smelting tank. Uh, but it's got Breaker Beam, so it's pretty raw. Um, Breaker Beam is sick. Which leads us to the last boss in the main game, uh, the wonderful, the fantastic Smithy. If you don't put this in Impeccable, I will riot. Smithy, Impeccable tier. Of course. Also, some of the best boss music in any game, period. Yeah, Smithy's final boss battle music is just mm. bonkers. It is and so good. This fight takes yeah. any skills that you were supposed to learn in the game and uses all of them. Yeah. The first, the first part of the fight... Oh, yeah. The boss music is the best. Uh, but the first part of the fight, in terms of the combat, is you have to learn the lesson. I need to take out the thing before Smithy unless I have, I'm have i leveled out max and I can just rush down Smithy. Yep. Those are your two options. You either rush down Smithy or you take out the gun yoke and go for Smithy. And those are that's it. Because if you that's don't, it. you will die. Yeah, no, Second, I, I usually ignored Smelter, honestly. Because um, at that point, I was just cranking damage with uh, Lazy Shell and either Bowser or Geno. And you could you could usually, like, rip two Geno flashes and get rid of any bozos that are hanging around with Smithy. Or use, yeah, I guess uh, that's true. 
or like rock candy with peach. See, I always save the rock candy for the last part. That's, that's um, fair. But the second part of the fight is yeah. the best fight in the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... The, the music like, the, changes. We get a second form. We get a music and location change. And, I mean, just like the scene that you get to see immediately when you defeat Smithy and he starts just, like, pounding on his own head, like, freaking out, is one of the most, like, insane moments in video games for me. Where he's like, I can't be beat. Like, it's the first time I ever saw, like, an anime trope of a villain having a monologue after being defeated. Before exploding. But also, the background. Okay, so the the, the lore for the background yeah. is what really seals. Like, the, the second fight is amazing because of the different heads that it can have. Right. Right? Um, But do you remember the background? Yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of, like, pieces, like, a bunch of smithy heads, basically. It's all of Smithy's failed parts. Right. The whole point is he's trying to make himself the perfect weapon. Exactly. You see all of his failures in the bottom. And the top part, you have, like, the, oh, I am this wise old boss. Like, basically, like, evil Santa. Let right. me give all the presents to the world. And he's telling you that. He's saying his weapons are, like, the best thing in the world. He's literally right. evil Santa. In the second part of the fight, it's literally just him going... You 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 can't beat me. You think you can do this and get away with it? And then he goes nuts, and you're like, oh look, it's all of Smithy's failures everywhere. Oh, he's actually going insane now. It's all it's all gone. Right. And then he goes nuts, and he like, it uh, it's just so good. It, so this well is done. the part of the game where the storytelling was really good. The the, the yeah. lore and everything was really good. I mean, based on this tier list, and I think we're gonna end this tier list here. We won't go into like the extra post game stuff just to keep spoilers out, but uh. Because there are some post-game battles. But, like, in our impeccable tier, I mean, we've got Mac, we've got Bowyer, we've got Mega Smilex, Valentina Dodo, Zar Dragon, and Bone Dragon, the Axum Rangers, Exor, and Smithy. I feel like that's just good company. And if you look at the average here, for the most part, the story bosses the, I are mean, there's in the top half. A, there's only five, like, bad bosses. Yeah. And they're not necessarily even bad fights. They're just kind of, like, dumb. Which is why we have the uh, the dumb tier. Yeah, the Punchinello fight isn't even that bad. It's just Punchinello is dumb. <laughs> it's just a, kind of a dumb. Like, yeah. why do you exist? Why are you an eggplant? Why is your thing bombs? Why? How did the moles not know that you were here with these bombs? Right. Exactly. Now, uh, we are getting down into the home stretch of this. I feel like we should uh, run into uh, first of all. Any other final thoughts on Super Mario RPG uh, remake besides obviously go play it? Um, I thought I was gonna be nostalgic and want the old music, and I was not gonna like the new music. And I, I, I went to the menu one time to switch it, and then literally had a moment where I sat there like, you know what? I want to experience everything this game has for me, and then I exited the menu. And I was happy that I, I listened to the new versions of the music. And this is coming from someone who was a Mario RPG music purist. So I mean, they the, nailed it. They, they, they killed it. They crushed it. Uh, let's run through a quick set of tips of the hat and wags of the finger here. Sure. Um, my first tip of the hat to my boy Goose. Uh, since the last episode, we didn't have Goose before, and now we have Goose. So Goose is Chalupa's brother. Chalupa is of course 
the sweet little uh Scottish fold. He's a gray boy. Goose is his uh white color palette swap. Uh I don't know where he is right now. He's probably off living his best life. The best but toasted marshmallow ever. He is a toasted marshmallow. But that's my uh first tip of the hat. Matt, what's your first tip of the hat? Pokemon Concierge. Oh, it's so cute. It's so fun. Uh if you have Netflix, go watch it. If you don't have Netflix, literally steal it. Pirate it. I don't care. Uh I will encourage that. <laughs> it it's it's sixty minutes of just uh cute. Yes. Uh my other tip of the hat is uh to you, Battleon. Uh oh, thanks. for overcomer uh overcoming your uh tummy and uh being able to oh, hang yeah. out today. Tip of the hat. But really it was the scheduling that mattered. But uh yeah, no, I I'm I'm glad to have uh been able to get this going with you. Absolutely. Any other tips of the hat for you? Uh Ty, because he's going to beat you in Smash in a week. Um, also, in, uh, in the next episode of the Games of Our Lives podcast, we will uh, go over, because I'll be visiting home next week, so no show until I'm back. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing Ty in Smash, and if uh, if I win, I'm the best at this. If I lose, I owe them Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's win. how it goes. It's a win-win for everybody. Uh, any wags of the finger? Yes, I have one. Ooh, let's hear it. Netflix. Ooh, okay. Why are we wagging our fingers at Netflix? Netflix wants to do in-app purchases and ads to its gaming platform that it's trying to make a thing. Wait, Netflix has a gaming platform? Uh... Yeah, I, so I didn't, I, first of all, I didn't, know, I didn't that. know that, but there is a thing called Netflix Games. Is it like mobile games? Uh, I don't, I don't know it in full detail because I didn't know it existed until I was just looking up gaming sure. news for the over, you know, recently. And I was unaware of the fact that they even had this. So the wag of the finger is really like, I didn't know this existed. Huh. How do I not know this exists? That's kind of I'm, bizarre. I am game guy who watches things on Netflix. With you know, my kids watch things on Netflix. Yeah. How did I not know this? Yeah, I had no no idea. Um, and the first thing that I I learned about uh the Netflix gaming platform, yeah, is the fact that they wanted to add ads and microtransactions. So Ew. I would never have known it existed if not for that, which yeah, is pretty gross. awful. <laughs> like, I I don't know. That's gross. That's just, that's just a pile of dumb, covered and dumb. I'll I'll wag my finger to that. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. Uh, my wag of the finger, uh, is to Sky News. Sky News, uh, interviewed. We were talking about that kid Willis Gibson. Who oh yeah. Beat Tetris and Sky News like basically like dunked on him and called him a nerd, like touch grass or something like that. And it's like we don't need this touch grass discourse about. He's thirteen years old. Right. Right, he's literally a child. Like, like, and even if it was like a thirty-year-old, it's like they just accomplished something that is like so incredible and like never thought a human could do it, and they did it. And your response is touch grass, nerd. It's like ew, be better. Um, absolutely, just dumb. So, uh, wag of the finger to Sky News. 
Um, and that's that's all I've got on Wags of the Finger. How about you? I mean, I'm sure if I go diving, we can find more. Oh, let's let's but, not go diving. But I Matt. think I think I'm in a happy state right now. Actually, you know what? You know what? One last one last. I'm gonna go back to tip of the hat. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Magic Tea Gathering as like yeah. a, a long term fun thing to do. Yes. Before before we recorded, you showed off something like I've got all these cards here to rebuild a deck from when we used to play a bunch back when you lived around here. Yeah. And uh it's gonna be really awesome to perhaps play the game with you, but also it's just cool that I can relive those memories from when we first played Mario RPG. Um, that was the same time that we were both like going to Friday Night Magics and stuff like yeah. that. So during the Shards of Alara era, yeah, good stuff. That was good stuff. Uh, I just remembered just like the Eldrazi time period too. That was fun. There's an Eldrazi in my allies deck. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, I can't wait to play this deck blind without knowing what cards are even in it against you. Uh, it's oh, gonna perfect. be great. Uh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And last thing to wrap up the show, uh, what games have you been playing since we last uh, podcasted? Um, Mario RPG Remake, because my homework was to do all the boss uh, refights. Um, I'll give the 30-second summary, because you had talked to me about it before. I yeah. know you're trying to be good on time here, and I appreciate it. But Yeah. Uh, the refights were all amazing, except Punchinello. Yeah, Punchinello's boss fight rematch was pretty dumb. The um, booster one was the best skill check I've ever had in a video game. That the booster one is really, really hard. Uh, it is. If you but don't. it was, it was one of those ones where I was like, I'm not looking up how to do this online because this is probably the last time I'll ever have new Mario RPG content. So I am not I'm not doing that. Right. And then when I figured it out. I tried helping my brother do it. My brother and I had different solutions to the problem. You had a solution that was different than I had. And I think that those were the only available solutions, the ones that we came up with. But we did it. very tricky, yeah. Yeah. So Um, I was playing Mario RPG. I also completed all of the DEXs except for those last couple Pokemon. I have to uh, touch trade. Yeah. So a lot of Pokemon... Scarlet Violet Indigo Disc. That was For the sure. most fun I've had playing Pokemon probably oh in the past five, ten years. Yeah. Uh, it's Matt like running around were, doing those quests. Yeah, Matt and I were running around doing BBQs uh, last week, and it, it was a lot of fun, actually. It, it was. It was. It, it was, was fun, fun just to kind of like hang out and just bop around in a game. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. Next was... up is Born of Bread. Oh, Finally. you started it? I'm oh. going to start it. <laughs> okay. Finally. I... Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I it's on my uh, list. As soon as I finish uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Born of Bread is next up on my RPG uh, to-do list. So uh, I am excited about that. But uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is what I've been working on. Uh, I, I'm in Chapter like 17, so I'm really close to the end. But it's just been... It's been pretty fun. I... You know, the, the game's starting to get a little long in the tooth for me, but uh, I can see why people love it, and uh, uh, it's definitely been a uh, a cool experience. Um, of course, I've also been playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet with you, uh, but then I've also been uh, 
playing through the messenger as well. Uh, Toadie, you know what? Uh, TBD on that. Uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, my my urge to talk to chat. <laughs> oh, just just embrace it. Yeah. Uh, so the messenger, uh, which is the 2D platformer that came out before Sea of Stars from the same company. Uh, you play as a a ninja and going around 2d platforming and it's been a lot of fun i uh i'm currently collecting the musical notes right now and yeah uh it's been it's been a lot of fun that game an indie game available just about dang near everywhere um and that's that's what i've been playing um any other final thoughts on this uh this episode before we wrap up congrats to us for getting two in a row two episodes in three weeks let's go especially during the holiday season like that's oh yeah wild stuff rushing it right now um (laughs) so i i just want to thank everybody uh for hanging out uh matt thank you so much for being here uh so pumped that we were able to talk about super mario rpg uh, if you like the show, you know, make sure you follow us on uh, at Games of Our Pod on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Games of Our Lives on YouTube. These episodes get uploaded fully onto YouTube, uh, as well as uploaded onto iTunes and Spotify. If you are an iTunes or Spotify listener, please give the show five stars. It does help with visibility. And if you're on YouTube, please like and drop a comment. Let us know what your favorite enemy in Mario RPG is. Or just your favorite memory of the game. And uh, you can follow Matt here at Battleon, both on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, and you can follow myself at Build a Fajita on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And we want to thank you guys so, so much. And uh, we'll see you next time when we're going to be talking about... One of the games of our lives. <laughs> yes. And that's a wrap! Okay, that's a really cool Zapdos. I think... Yeah. That's gonna be what? On your left butt cheek, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Uh, actually, it's gonna be on the, the right butt cheek with the beak pointing towards the hole. <laughs> <laughs>